This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Why do we dream what we dream when we dream what we dream is described as a play which explores themes of life, human connection, breaking the cycles of self-sabotage and insecurities, the disjunction between hope and reality, and so much more. So presented by EJKLS Sunny, I'm going to find out what's in store in this two-person play from Ashraf Shahir Muhammad Najib. He's the writer and director of the production. He's also the founder of EJKLS Sunny. And also with us today, Virtuous Romana, he is an actor who will be performing in the play. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you today? Hi. Hi, Juliet. Um, we're feeling all right. good. <laughs> we're feeling all right at the moment. All right. Well, lovely. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, first time I'm meeting the both of you, so really excited to get to know you both. So can we talk a little bit about EJ KLS? Sunny, uh, Ashraf, maybe I can start with you. Talk to me about, so you founder, of course. Uh, yeah. When did you start this, uh, what shall I call it, production company? Production um, to some extent. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so EJKLSNE is actually, I would um, consider it as um, a relatively new production. Um, back in 2012, I started with a different production. Um, it was it was a wonderful run. Um, but 2015, um, there was like um, a death in my life and um, went into like a deep depression. Mm-hmm. And I went away from the arts for a few years. And upon coming back from that situation, I recollected, I, I gathered all my friends again. I was like, hey, I'm ready to come back. And okay. then, but I don't want to go with the same name. I don't want to go with a different, uh, I want to go with a different um, production. So we were brainstorming for a name for this new production. And we came up with EJ Kalasani. <laughs> and the reason why it's called EJ Kalasani is because um, we cater to more adult-oriented contents. Mm-hmm. And thus, our target audience will be adults. And most of our contents are usually, right, for 18 and above. Okay. But okay. Uh, for this upcoming play, which is Why Do We Dream What We Dream When We Dream What We Dream, um, it will be a play that is family-friendly. And for a long time, we haven't done a family-friendly show. So this will be like the first family-friendly show from EJ Kalasini okay. since 2019. Excellent. Okay. And and is it just, I mean, talk to me about the team that you have. So you mentioned your friends, right, coming together to, to yeah. start this company. Talk to me about, you know, some of the other collaborators. Oh, okay. So some of my collaborators, basically, um, my usual stage managers, um, I have friends who are technician, in-house, our in-house technician, uh, Ma'apit, um, Donut. <laughs> Those are some of their names. Okay. Um, and um, they've helped me out with uh, setting up the studio. The studio, our studio, which is Pankin at Ijikalasini, um, has just been open to public, I guess, on December 2022. Okay. So it's a relatively new event space. Mm-hmm. I would consider it as an event space. We have organized a few theatrical performances there, um, poetry events and music events. So basically, that's what I do in the arts, these three things. I wanted to venture into dance, but I'm like, you know. Um, <laughs> Not quite there yet, maybe. Yeah, Soon, kinesthet- maybe. Kinesthetically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> Just a work in progress. Let me put it at that, work in progress. <laughs> so yeah, um, our production is focusing on music, um, theatre and poetry. And of course, because our roots are from theatre, so we focus more on theatre aside from the other two. But we're trying to venture more into like music and poetry as well. Okay. 
All right. So sort of like open mic gigs and things like that as um, well? We are having um, an open mic event, a poetry open mic event in two weeks' time. It's called Pabila Uksara Basmara. Mm-hmm. It's the second volume of the event. So we have, I, I would argue that we have quite an interesting lineup for the second volume. So aside from this upcoming play, which is happening at the end of the month, we also have the um, poetry event that will be, it's kind of like a poetry gig lah. Okay. Um, with an open mic at the end of the featured slots. Okay, so you've got a, like a lineup of guests, yeah, but yeah, there yeah. will be an open mic. Okay, all right, sounds good. Uh, so I guess, you know, we just need to follow you guys on Instagram for yes, updates, right? Yes, please do so. Okay. Our Instagram is at uh, EJKLSNE. Okay, excellent. And, and Virtuous, if I can talk to you now, so you're an actor. I mean, talk to me about why you got involved in acting. How did you get involved with Ashraf here? Um, so... Becoming an actor, well, I guess the interest kind of came to me during my my time in secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw my I had just missed the auditions for my school's English drama competition team, and I saw my friends like rehearsing on stage, and I I had that urge in me like I want to be in that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I kind of it kind of called took off to from you, there. Huh? Yeah, it kind of called to me, uh, and then I guess the interest never stopped. <laughs> So I just kept going at it um, even in uh, uni. Um, as for how I got involved with this production, I think um, I saw a few of my other uh, friends who were very interested in theater. They went to one of EJKLSNE's uh, productions and I read a lot of rave reviews from them. Okay. So I thought, oh, maybe I should follow them in case of anything. Sure. And sure enough, I think around, I think two months ago from... Yeah. Like right before Raya, I think uh, they posted uh, an audition, uh, open auditions for this upcoming play, uh, which is this play. Why do we dream what we dream when we dream what we dream? And I thought I'd shoot my shot. And here we are. Here we are. Yes. Two can, weeks can to I performance. add something about the audition? Of course. Actually, it's the first audition that I have ever done <laughs> okay. since 2013. Okay. 10 years. Um I, I guess I have an issue with like, you know, trusting <laughs> new people or at least like working with new people. I'm, I'm scared of like working with new people. Sure. So I'm very glad to have uh, Virtuous Romana as well as Komal Kashrin as part of the um, cast. They have been wonderful um, cast members. And uh, yeah, um, shout out to Komal and Vert here as well. Um, if there are any other productions who want to um, work with very disciplined <laughs> very talented and very passionate. He's blushing there in the corner there. Ta-da. Yeah, right. Ta-da. <laughs> yes, please, everyone. I'm okay. here. All right. So that message is out there loud and clear. But let's talk about this production then. So, I mean, I understand that this is actually a restaging, right? Yeah. And, and Ashraf, you wrote it. So it's, I mean, people, you know, are going to ask about the uh, the title, of course, right? It's, yeah. it's, quite a, it's quite a mouthful, but I get what you're trying to say. Why do we dream what we dream when we dream what we dream? Talk to me about the, uh, um, yeah, the idea behind it. The idea it. behind it. All right. So it started off with, um, let's say, brainstorming for a concept. And one of the things that I guess um, really um, piqued my interest would be like the idea of a dream. And <laughs> hence the name. Okay. Term, why do we dream? And um, I'm trying to play with like a double meaning of the word dream here in the sense that it's about, you know, the dream when we are sleeping and our dreams as in, as in our dreams and ambitions. Dream. Mm-hmm. So um, it started off, you know, in, in that way. And then afterwards, only that I brainstormed for an idea for the narrative. Mm-hmm. I, knew that I, I knew what I wanted to talk about in the play, but there was no narrative. Mm-hmm. And um, 
after like brainstorming, I was like talking to my friend. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, a failed relationship between two persons and the aftermath of it. So uh, to some extent, we can say that the genre of this play is, can we say it's romance? I guess. Kind of. Kind of. Post-romance. Post-romance. The end of the romance. Yeah. yeah so it's the, it's the aftermath of, of a romantic relationship. And, um, but that's just the, um, what's the word? Um, the anchoring point to the themes that we are discussing. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things that are being discussed throughout the play um, by using romance as a vehicle. Okay. So, yeah, I, I would say that it's not centering upon romance, but it uses romance as a means of moving the narrative forward. So okay. um, with that, we have, you know, Vert as John and Komal Keshrin as uh, Dia, and they are contemplating upon what went wrong with their relationship, which started off as a friendship and went into like a more romantic relationship. So it discusses, you know, not just romantic relationship, it's also like the fallout of friendship as well. Mm. So there are like multiple elements of relationship that we are discussing. And thus, hence, one of the um, theme that we talk about is about human connection in general. Right. But just, you know, for you, you know, when you when you read the script, uh, you know, what was it that appealed to you about the story? Um, I guess the the interest was kind of all the way from the audition, because I think the themes of the show were very present even then, um, because it talked a lot about themes like existentialism and things like that, something that someone in the situation would maybe go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I kind of resonated towards that, because uh, despite it just... Uh, on the surface being something about like the falling out of a relationship it's much more than much that. more yeah. than that it's it speak i guess it speaks to me and i guess in turn a lot of the our previous audience in a much deeper way mm-hmm. i would yeah. say mm-hmm. yeah so there's a lot of themes as you mentioned i mentioned a few in the intro but there are many other themes yeah. um what are some other themes that you want to highlight i guess for, uh, to, to like a small extent, uh, we explore the idea like what I j- just mentioned earlier, like existentialism, nihilism. Yeah. I don't know if that was also mentioned in the intro. <laughs> uh, but um, and also this, what's it called? A yearning for connection. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading Breaking the Cycles of Self-Sabotage and Insecurities, oh, yeah. right? That's a huge one. I mean, yeah. I mean, why was that something that you guys wanted to explore as well? Um, mm. Okay, maybe I can take this one sure. as a writer. <laughs> Um, first of all, as a writer, I would consider myself as a more introspective writer. Um, again, coming back to the initial idea, it was supposed to be a semi-device theatre, but I guess because I started off as a script writer, so I have this urge to to like, um, okay, suddenly the script is done. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Suddenly the script is like, oh, okay, we're here. And then we're here. And plus we were kind of like um, rushing against time during our first run. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, never mind. Let me like try and push it forward. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, as a writer, I would consider myself as more of an introspective writer. I uh, pull a lot of uh, whatever it is that I write, uh, whichever play that I have been re- I have been writing from experiences and memories. So this is something that is close to me because um, we examine the attachment, um, what, what's the word? Attachment dynamics between an avoidant and um, a disorganized attachment. So I consider myself as a disorganized, someone with disorganized attachment. Hence, that's why I go with, you know, one 
character as a more with a more disorganized attachment and another character with a more um, avoidant attachment because this is something that is closer um, in my situation. Sure. And the ironic thing is that <laughs> I have never been in a relationship. <laughs> it's just you know, you know. Um, Liking someone and then, you know, pulling out, okay, la, I, I think I understand, you know, this emotion and I understand this emotion. I've never been in a relationship. So, um, yeah, I, I guess some of my friends would be like, um, <laughs> Where is this surprised. Coming from? <laughs> Where is he coming from? Like, never seen him with anyone. So, yeah. Um, okay. Again, it's uh, pulled out of my experience as someone with a disorganized attachment. Okay. And, um, yeah, okay. that's the whole story. Okay, and okay. I, I, I guess another thing that I would like to add is that um, since you were asking about um, breaking the, the the cycles of you know self sabotage and insecurities, um, if people uh, I, right now there are like a lot of buzz regarding like attachment styles, um, and for those who associate I guess or resonate more with insecure attachment style. Uh, for those of us who do resonate with insecure attachment styles, whether be it, you know, um, disorganized or avoidant or anxious attachment style, when it comes to relationships, we tend to always sabotage whatever that is installed for us. So hence, you know, that's how we kind of like steer it into that okay. situation right. or into that team. Okay, okay. So there's a lot of things. That's, I mean, it sounds quite heavy, but you did say it was a family-friendly production. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, it's family-friendly as in there's nothing like uh, obscene <laughs> or perverse. But <laughs> I still would argue that adults would... Would, would uh, appreciate, would yeah, would appreciate, resonate with the play okay. better. Okay, okay. And uh, that was actually my next question to uh, Virtuous. You know, what about it resonated with you? Oh, um, I guess, I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm quite similar to my character okay. not, not in the way not in the attachment style of course but or in some of the other tendencies that he has but that that yearning for connection that that sometimes the creeping thoughts of these really far off thoughts we have about life and things nice. I think those are the things that I can sort of relate to because mm -hmm. I think that's the part that I think everyone can relate to because everyone has these thoughts at some point mm -hmm. in their life. So I think that's the cool thing about this show that I guess I didn't realize until we staged it the first time um, that a lot of people, my friends included, that went to watch, they kind of felt that connection with it to, uh, to the same extent as I do mm -hmm. There's something with the themes. Yeah, people it's can something relate to there. definitely, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And, and it's very interesting, right? Because it's, it's just the two of you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but there is a third person who's yeah. not actually, uh, there's no performer uh, playing this third person, right? Maybe you want to explain that, uh, either of you. Um, so I guess um, I can take this one. <laughs> sure. Um, Writing-wise, I, I, I like to experiment with like, uh, I would argue like a more postmodern style of writing. Um, so I don't, I, I, I try to experiment with, let's say for example, a non-traditional way of constructing dialogue. So mm -hmm. usually dialogue is like A is talking to B, B is responding to A, A is talking to B, B is responding to A. Mm. Um, but there are like different ways the dialogues and narratives were or, or are presented in this particular play. Like it started off with the both of them talking to a different person, um, but they are technically talking about almost the same thing. So it feels as if they're talking to each other, but they're not talking to each other. They're talking to a, a third person. Okay. Um, and there are moments whereby, you know, so because the thing about uh, this play is 
and, and we don't want that character to actually like appear on stage and the reason is because it's that, that that's that's the thing about like um, the modern age we connect with people through like phones and we connect to people through like texting so there are a lot of texting scenes there are a lot of like phone call scenes in the play uh, whereby even though um, as a director I want to visually I want to like um, uh, explore a more surrealistic and expressionistic visual mm-hmm. but uh, I want a, a realistic feel to it or a realistic emotion to it and thus um, I feel like if I put the character on stage it will pull away that you know um, element of like the wow element in the play whereby mm. there is like oh there's actually not two characters but there's more character but you know this character only exists through text mm, okay. and through an unknown phone call mm. so they only like hear you know like Vert's character talking to this to this unknown person but we never knew what the other person is talking so it's very much centered upon you know Dia and John as the characters and they are technically actually talking to the same person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess to sort of piggyback off that, like for us as the performers, uh, we see this third person as this em- embodiment of a safe space, like yeah. an embodiment of vulnerability, because um, both of our characters, I think I could speak on behalf of Komal as well, the way we approach this was to kind of use that character as a means for our characters to be more vulnerable with themselves. Okay. Because yeah, I think that's, I think yeah, that's true, also one of the, one of the themes. Okay. This, which because is the kind both of, of them don't want to be vulnerable with yeah. one another. So there's this other third so, yes. character yeah. where yeah. they can and, and all I guess defenses like, are down. In a lot of relationship, talking from someone who has never been in a relationship, <laughs> um, you know that I, I feel Ain't like no that's, that's usually like the situation. Um, we don't show. We don't want to like turn the other person off and uh, we don't want to show our vulnerability so we find you know a confidant to to you know expose our vulnerabilities to mm-hmm. this you know yeah. character yeah. yeah yeah okay okay so it's, it sounds really interesting guys you know and i can't i can't wait to see it. it's happening uh on the 24th and 25th of june at uh, that new event space that you were yep. telling us so it's called pumpkin at ejkls sunny right and it's yeah. over in wangsamaju yep Okay, all right. Um, thank you so much, you know, for joining me today. Any any final or concluding message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, I would say, uh, please come to our play. <laughs> um, aside from the ticket money that we need, <laughs> <laughs> we actually want, you know, people to experience the play with us mm. and because we feel like um, it is something that is relatable. It is something that a lot of people uh, will resonate with and we feel like it is something that we're very proud to show to others okay yeah um i guess sort of gonna paraphrase on that um <laughs> come and watch the show because <laughs> i think uh to all listeners out there you might find that a lot of people connect with you in more ways than you would know yeah okay Right. And it's quite an intimate sort of setting, I'm assuming. It's like, a, yeah, it's quite quite immersive, quite intimate. Yeah, yeah, the, the it's whole a black box. Black box, yeah, so it'll be happening. quite... Okay, all right. So um, we have three shows. Yeah. Um, 3.30 on the 24th, 8.30 on the 24th, and 8.30 on the 25th. Okay. And I, I guess uh, audience members is limited to only like 50 per okay. show okay. because we want to maintain the intimacy plus the space won't support <laughs> a lot of audience sure. so please uh, get your tickets um, and come experience the show with us okay. we are very delighted to share the play with you 
Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me today. Thank you, Juliet. I'm most, you. most welcome. I was speaking to Ashraf Shahir Muhammad Najib, writer and director, and Virtuous Romana actor. They will be, uh, they are presenting Why Do We Dream What We Dream When We Dream What We Dream. So again, that's happening on the 24th and 25th of June at Pumpkin at EJKLSNE, which is over in Wangsamaju. Tickets are at 35 Ringgit Flat, in which you can purchase at ptix.com. So that's P-E-A-T-I-X.com. Just search for the show's title. Uh, we'll pop that link into the podcast as well and if you'd like to follow the uh, follow these young men you can follow them on Instagram at instagram.com slash ejklssani uh, and I guess you know that's the best place to keep updated right? Yeah true. Okay. Alright and if you miss any part of our conversation today you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row you can also find it on the BFM app this has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture BFM 89.9 You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.